and welcome to the Drinking Geek Out Podcast, now part of the Hopped Up Network. This is a show where we drink beer and talk about it. Welcome to episode number 35, and we are all back together. The gang is back together, the all in one room. Gang, the boys are back in town. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the one boy. boys are back in town. The one boy is back in town. The one boy. <laughs> Hi guys, <laughs> I am back in town. The rest of us have been in town. We have. Yeah. It's been. Paul's just been busy with some little miniature thing. Some little, little munchkin, pale munchkin. <laughs> Should probably toss it into a. Uh, Tanning bed, so it's not pale anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an age limit for those things? <laughs> Pretty sure. Bob, I guarantee. Probably eighteen or older. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. All right. When I was when I was a school teacher, I see plenty of fourteen-year-olds who like, are. Oh, yeah. yeah. You might need like a signature from your parents or something when know. you're younger. I don't Probably know. Maybe. maybe sign a waiver. Or maybe they did the spray tanning. That's safe. Probably. Right? Oh, sure. If you want to look like Donald Trump. <laughs> Orange. <laughs> We're not getting political on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was watching an episode of Friends where uh, the tall guy, Ross, Ross, <laughs> went, uh, they all seem the same height to me. <laughs> went, uh, spray tanning, and he wanted to get his uh, like the backside, and he just he kept facing the wrong faucet. Oh, yeah, I remember sprayer, that episode. And he kept hitting his face. Then he turned and hit his face again, <laughs> and he go. He was like, "Oops." Yeah, he went into the back and he was like, Psh, "Again." And, <laughs> In the face about three or four times. Oh, God. All right, so speaking of Little Munchkin, just tell us about your experience with this extra responsibility. Yeah, how's it going so far? It's been a month. So far, it's been going good. Um, he sleeps pretty well. He pees a lot? He pees, yeah. Mm-hmm. When we first brought him home, he peed through the outfit, like, every time. <laughs> it just right slipped right through the diaper and... Onto his outfit, and it was to get. If you're holding him, it'd get on your shirt. Yeah, he peed on Sarah's pants. Yeah, he peed on my <laughs> sister's pants. He peed on me three or four times. Takes after his old man. <laughs> One or two beers, Paul's going to the bathroom. I know, that's what I was thinking. Mm. He probably throws up a lot too, Pukey Pale. Um, he sped up like yesterday. <laughs> we were gonna go to a cookout, and Kayla had a shirt on, and he spit up on her uh, shoulder, <laughs> and she had a change, and she was really upset because she liked that shirt. She wanted to wear that shirt. It was a, something new she bought. And, yeah. But he doesn't do that a whole lot. And the peeing thing, he hasn't. He doesn't do that so much anymore. I think it's because his legs have grown out and he's fitting in the diapers yeah. better. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I just thought you just stopped giving him. That's <laughs> a drink. <laughs> he doesn't drink much anymore because we, we don't. We don't feed him. He doesn't drink. We don't give him milk anymore. Yeah, he gets like two bottles a day now. <laughs> and then he's yeah, he sleeps good. He's does on average. Maybe five, six hour stretches at night. That is pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. He's not colicky. He doesn't cry all nope. the time. Uh, he has a fussy period between like eight and ten o'clock at night. Oh. Cause he's, he's ready for bed. He's ready for bed, <laughs> but he's fighting it. Yeah. That's most kids, I think. He doesn't want to miss anything too exciting. He's like, Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones is about yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that. He's missed like, what, the first seven seasons? <laughs> he's got to catch up. He needs to catch up. Yeah, I heard there's, what, six episodes left? Okay. Yeah, because the season just ended, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Last yeah. weekend. Yeah, there's seven episodes left. Okay, so that's when I might start it. So Watch the last seven. <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to wait Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Yeah. But I heard this season one wasn't as good as people were hoping it would be. I already know what happens in everything in season one. Cause I oh, yeah, I did too. <laughs> oh, in season one? 
wasn't no, it good? I heard this current oh, season, season was yeah. like kind of a letdown for people. Well, because they usually every season is ten episodes, and they cut it down to seven. And so they kind of jam, try to jam as much stuff in. They call it like jetpacking through a lot of the details. So you're like missing some things on certain storylines. I heard the travel time was rather quickly compared to like the first Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like usually you would see somebody on a boat like traveling from like one island to the next one or and they just cut all that out. It was just like immediately like Jon Snow was already in <laughs> yeah. Dragonstone within like five seconds. Or they cut all his travel out. Sounds because like, he figured out how to teleport. Yeah. It sounds like Wind Waker. Yeah. yeah. You sail like the first half of the game and then the last half you just transport to you the islands. <laughs> but it didn't bother me. I mean I don't need to see somebody traveling and shooting yeah. shit with somebody on a boat and I was fine with it. Bunch of filler. That's basically yeah, filler season stuff. one of Vikings. Hell yeah. you're on a boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured just since they're not the books they're ahead of the books now that the writing went down a little bit because they don't have anything to base the story off anymore. They're making it up as they go. Right. It's, it's all new content. It's not original. So let's get to the news. Uh, yeah, please. What's our, do we have a news jingle? <laughs> oh, there's <laughs> All right. The first thing on the docket is the Obi-Wan spinoff. I think you guys all heard about that. Yep. It's going to be... Um, here's a little paragraph I stole from The Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> um, Oscar-nominated filmmaker Stephen Daldry is in early talks for the pick, which would center on the Jedi Master, blah, 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 played by Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. Sources say the talks are early, so there's no script, there's really no details. All we know is that Daldry is in talks to direct it. And he is known for, from the theater, theater world, and he also directed Billy Elliot and... Uh, something else, the hours, and the reader, like heavy dramas, really. Uh, so that's why I'm kind of confused why if this is going to be like different than a Star Wars movie, more dramatic or I don't know. It's almost like a a biopic of yeah uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. So it's interesting. Uh, I was doing a little bit of research on this film, or tried to, and it's. Seems that it's more of like a publicity thing for Disney at this point, <laughs> where Han Solo is coming up to the finish line and the yeah. movie making process, and they're like, you know what? We gotta announce the next. We're one. gonna announce the next thing. Yeah, that's what they do. And see, they're always like four movies mm-hmm. ahead of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was trying to figure out when do you think this is gonna take place, before the prequels or between the prequels and the originals, when he's like. I think training both. for the Jedi, maybe. It might be the start of him, and then they'll fast forward to... Like when he's on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. But if Is they it? have Ewan McGregor, they could fill in... They, the they haven't even announced if he's going to be in it or not. But I'm saying if they yeah. do, they could easily like take moments outside of the prequels and just yeah. you know, fill in those gaps, I guess. It could... I mean, knowing how Disney liked to lean things up, how Rogue One led right into the events of a new oh, home. Yeah. I can actually see that happening where you do have a introduction where it's the first five minutes is kind of like how he became a Jedi or he became like a prospect for the Jedi right. and trading with like it ends up leaning towards, you know, here's Yoda and then Qui Gon Jinn's right there. Yeah. Boom. 
and then flash forward or whatever. Moves, all right, do, 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 20 years in the future, <laughs> yeah. events of Star Wars happen. Rah, 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 rah. Right. It could just like pick up basically where it left off. And that uh, station where Padme is giving birth to the twins, yeah. he takes one to the family in Tatooine so we can actually see that happening. That would be interesting. Yeah. I heard a theory. Um, it's later on my list, but I'll just bring it up now. That we could find out in The Last Jedi that Obi-Wan is somehow related to Rey. I heard that theory out there that she's a Kenobi. Right. And then in this origin story, we'll find out how they're connected in some way. I guess they won't release the plot to... <laughs> This movie until the last exactly. Yeah. That's why it's so secretive. I don't know. Do we think? I'm guessing you oh, and McGregor's in it. But do you, is there going to be CGI Alec Guinness? I would hope so. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want someone else doing it. Right. Or maybe we won't. We just won't see him that right. old. That's true. I honestly think that there's no possible way that they can have anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Doing it, especially if my idea works out where it picks up from where it lasted. You know, he'd be like a good age because he's mm-hmm. a little bit older than he was. Yeah. At the end of the prequels, so mm-hmm. he it doesn't won't th- speak, so there won't be that won't be a problem. Just kind of like him standing, you know, on the mountain right. and you know, music playing in the I background, that. wind when blowing his beard, <laughs> hair, robe, whatever. But it'll be like the Luke Skywalker scene from the Force Awakens. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Ray just handing him, or yeah, throwing down your hood. The lightsaber. Yeah, with the mechanical hand. Okay. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> My strong hand. My strong hand. Um, exactly what else. <laughs> <laughs> My robot hand. Oh, you want me to mix up the mash? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other thing I was going to ask is, do you think we'll see any other characters? I feel like we'll like see Yoda, Yoda or something. Yoda, fe- Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, maybe. Especially since they had a deleted scene in the uh, Phantom Menace and other things about how Qui-Gon... Uh, learn to communicate. Oh, yeah, and ghost. And so I think that he'll show up to Ben Kenobi because Ben Kenobi can use that time to practice that uh, that skill because... Yeah, because he learns him, how to be a ghost at yeah. some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a spear go- or a force, force ghost. ghost. Yeah. And so it could be that time where he learns to do it, then he just communicates with Qui-Gon, and that could be filled up in there. So we can have a Qui-Gon thing. I don't know if it's going to be Liam Nielsen or whatever, but... Um, what about Aunt Beru and Uncle Ben? Will we see them on Tatooine? Or him, like, watching from afar? Or they should be in it. Not, I don't know. The same a people. Role. It's <laughs> not so much, this is Luke growing up. Or yeah. Story, but but his, whole, his whole goal in between the is two trilogies him. is yeah. to watch Luke. And keep him safe. I can't, I don't know. can't imagine it being too important. Yeah. It could be there, but I feel like he could run off and do other things yeah hopefully he leaves Tatooine he's not it's just not him in the desert the whole movie <laughs> like old country or like the old country for old men no country for old yeah. men yeah just just hanging out in the desert <laughs> yeah it's Star Wars but you never actually leave a planet you're just on one planet the maybe he has a a bounty on him and somebody's like chasing him and he's just running around trying to no, not be found. Anakin slash Darth Vader is looking for him and trying to mm-hmm. hunt him yeah. down. I'm sure mm-hmm. he's probably gonna like. Uh, there's like plots to kill Luke or something that we get to see him. Go yeah. And take Def- out people and 
things that we didn't know about. I think it's going to be pretty separate from, like, A New Hope. That's what I that's what I think. Yeah. It'll be something different, something new. Maybe we can hear about the Rebels' plans. Probably. Uh, they talked about the the planet being destroyed. Yeah. It can be somewhat of a mention. You can hear it. Like, oh, yeah, this one person did this thing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a Easter egg of sorts. I don't know. It should be a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll see it. I'll it's definitely see it. All right. Want to move on to James Bond? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. For the past roughly, whatever, two years since Spectre came out, Daniel Craig said he's not doing another James Bond. Mm-hmm. He said he'd rather slice his wrist than do another James Bond. Jeez. <laughs> uh, then a few weeks ago, he announced that he is doing another James Bond. <laughs> After he sliced his wrist. <laughs> he didn't work. Wrist. So, okay, I'll do one more. But he explained that quote saying it was a week after filming and somebody interviewer was like so you coming back and he, so he he just got like i just finished this i'm not thinking about the next one go, the specter hasn't even come out yet and you're asking me if i'm going to come back for another one i'd rather slice my wrist than see it than do that again but he will be back that's all we know about it he announced it on Stephen colbert that he wants to do one, one final thing to go out on a high note and kind of wrap up the story so oh, we'll see already was but okay well specter wasn't Really well received. He wants to do the like right. Casino Royale numbers. The rumored title is Shatterhand, and the rumored villain is going to be like a, a blind supervillain. I don't know. Daredevil? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably. It will possibly be based on the 2001 novel Never Dream of Dying by U.S. author Raymond Benson, who was the official Bond book writer from 97 to 2003, but that's. These are all rumors and speculation. None of this yeah. is like set in stone. The Never Dreams of Dying begins with a police raid in France that goes horribly wrong, prompting Bond to go on the hunt for the perpetrator, meeting a seductive actress with a sordid past along the way. So, so every got, Bond. So you got a Bond. Yeah. yeah, you got a Bond villain and you got a Bond, Bond girl. Um, if true. This would be a big break from the norm. A Bond film has never been adapted from a book not written by Ian Fleming. So I doubt that this is going to happen. I mean, he's an official writer, so... Yeah, he was. So. He's just They've just never done a non-Ian Fleming book, but that's because there's 30 of those <laughs> to choose from. True. But I think they've already done 25 of them. Yeah. So coming to the end. <laughs> um... James Bond 25 will be written by longtime Bond writers Neil Purvis and Robert Wade and will arrive on November 8th, 2019, four years after Spectre was released. Um, that's all we really know. Is there... i got a couple questions. Anybody that you want to see play a Bond villain? James Brolin. James Brolin, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. That would be good. He was up for playing Bond at one point. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it'd be cool as a, a Bond villain. Yeah. yeah. There's like footage of him uh, trying out for the role, auditioning and stuff. Which I think they... And then they decided not to pick him because he's American. Yeah. <laughs> um, at one point I thought Brian Cranston would make a good villain. But I think he looks too much like Walter White. I think everybody's going to yeah. think of that now and not be able to see him as a new character. Especially if he's, like, most Bond villains, bald with glasses. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, wait a minute. Well, that's just one Bond villain. Right, but that's stereotypical Bond villain. Yeah, it's one Bond villain, and he's in eight Bond villain or Bond movies. I can't remember the Mexican guy in the new Pirates movie. Oh, Javier. The, Javier Bardem. Bardem, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him. He was he's already a, he's a good villain. villain. He was the villain in Skyfall. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Never mind. He the part. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that role then? <laughs> Quantum is all right. It's good if you watch it right after Casino Royale because it's the only Bond movie that picks up yeah. the immediately when the sense, previous yeah. one ends. Yeah. But on its own, I don't think it's the best of the Daniel Craig movies. I, uh, I, <laughs> I mean, I like it too. I got laughed at when I was talking about Alien with my friends. I was like, you know what? I kind of liked Resurrection the best. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I think your mic is slipping down. You're like, good joke. Good joke. <laughs> like, I don't know any jokes. Wrong way. <laughs> Watch my balls. Thank you. <laughs> don't rip his balls off. <laughs> right. Okay, if this is Daniel Craig's last movie, is there anybody that could take over for him at this point? Well, I would like to see the kid from Kingsman take over. No, but he's yes. already kind of that role. Yeah, that's why it would be cool, but he's already... Kind of doing, are, yeah, doing his own Bond. I don't know of. many British actors. Yeah, I don't know. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Holland. That's it. That's all I know. Yeah. Martin Freeman, maybe. But they wouldn't make Bond people. No. I'm just thinking of all the British actors that I know. What's Loki's name? Tom Hiddleston? Tom Hiddleston. He was in Talks to Do the Bond movie at one point. He's too Loki uh, now. Yeah, I know. And he's he too, like, skinny in the Mm-hmm. Scrawny, I think. Buff up. He did some buffing up for the Avengers stuff. Yeah. Um, what's his name from the Dark Tower? Idris Alba. He was in Talks to Bond at one point too. Yeah, but people would lose their minds. Oh, yeah, you can't do a black Bond. Black, black Bond. I think he's just too old. I don't care what color he is. I yeah. just think he's way too old for that character now. Unless they're gonna be like Grandpa Bond or something. <laughs> you could name the movie Black Bond. <laughs> I'm Bond. Black Bond. Black Bond. I'm Bond. I don't have a name. <laughs> that is so racist. <laughs> Alright, anything else anybody wants to say about Bond? I got the whole box set. I like all these movies. I was going to say, but I think my favorite, other than Connery, is Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig's number one for me. I was like, I don't... I'm, I'm not even a fan of Roger Moore, Bond. Daniel Roger Craig's Moore, really yeah, they're, they're a little cartoony. Yeah. yeah. They were very corny. Back yeah. Then. Yeah. But yeah, Daniel Craig is the number one. Sean Connery is number two. George Lazenby, number. <laughs> <laughs> Pierce Brosnan was all right. I like Pierce because that's when I got into it was the whole Goldeneye thing. That's what started yeah. it for me. I didn't realize he was in movies. I just thought he was in the video game for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That video <laughs> game is game more guy. popular than the movie ever was. Yeah. I love the video game. And I like the two Timothy Dalton ones too. Oh, yeah, no, those are good, too. License to kill? Yeah, that's the one of them. I don't remember. I can never remember which one's which. All right, last topic is the Joker origin movie. This would be the first in a potential new line of spinoff films that do not play, take place in the DCEU, so we will not see what's-his-face back in the role. That's good. Jared Leto. Jared Leto, yeah. Good. And I heard he's pretty upset about that <laughs> recast. I still haven't seen his other movie, so I don't know why I'm complaining. <laughs> he was terrible in it. <laughs> Um, much of the early reaction was focused on the baffling combination of people involved. <laughs> it's written, being written by Todd Phillips, who's known for The Hangover. 
and uh, co-written by Scott Silver, who's known for Eight Mile, and Martin Scor- Scorsese is going to produce it. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> because it's supposed to be like a crime, like a crime film. Yeah, and then they got mm-hmm. a comedian writer in there to do put add the comedy and the origin story, Eight Mile writer to do the origin story. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then yeah, Martin Scorsese is known for like gangster films, so. Joker's kind of a gangster too, so that's like all three of like, Joker's personality. That's all of yeah. Dro- Joker right there. Yeah, <laughs> serious but yet very cheesy and jokey. Yeah, and then he's a gangster. That works. That sounds good. One little note on Jared Leto. Um, have you guys seen like trailers and extended features of Blade Runner yet? I have not, not watched yet. anything about it. Okay, he is in control of the the army. The uh, they're not really armies, but the the androids. Yeah. He's he's in control of him. He's an android, and he looks perfect. He's got his long hair back. He's yeah. got his beard back. He looks normal. That's the that's the Jared Leto I like. I think he's good in most movies, but not as the Joker. Yeah. yeah. That's his look in his band, Thirty Seconds to Mars. Yeah. yeah. The long the hair and beard stuff sucks. Yeah. His their first CD was really good, and then they just their sound they changed their sound so much. <laughs> I did like their first CD. Yeah, me too. That's the only one I have. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's I'm just saying, like not trying to jump into a Blade Runner discussion, but you know, like uh, we shit on him for Joker, but everything else he's been in is been good. Him. And then Dallas Buyers Club. He I've was not seen that. Fantastic. He was a dressed as a woman, <laughs> <laughs> but he really nailed it. And what an Oscar for that. Anyways, back on to the Joker. Who do you think is going to play him? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is who they're trying to get, WB's trying to get. Because of the connection between him and Scorsese? Probably. Mm-hmm. He's been in like every Scorsese movie over the past six years. Yep. <laughs> or the past six movies. But if it's so an origin movie. If it's an origin, he won't be Joker, Joker. So Yeah. Maybe, until maybe the at the end. Then we get to find out how he got his scars. That's what <gasps> I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't... I think Joker's best when he doesn't have an origin. He's just a just a menacing yeah. thing, like Dark Knight. Yeah, that's why there's no set true origin for him. There's yeah, like I think he's four different origin stories. Out yeah, there. He, he's more interesting when he we don't know his backstory. When you find out the backstory of Darth Vader, it kind of ruins it. Yeah, I guess it, it was. It's kind of nice to see where he's coming from and why he made the change in the last one. But other than that, I was cool with whatever happened. Yeah, because I didn't like in the Michael Keaton Batman how we learn Joker killed his parents, and I think that kind of ruins the whole Batman story and the Joker story. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I kind of mentioned that already. Mentioned that already. Uh, then I mentioned Gotham because we kind of have a Joker guy that kind of acts like joker on that show but they haven't said he's joker yet oh that's the redhead kid yeah. i think his yeah. name's jerome or it's something J- jerome i i kind of like how they're playing with his origin because i thought for sure he was going to be joker and no spoiler alerts or anything yeah but, i did too know, how he came back and all that i'm like eh, this is uh, they keep this. Yeah, it keeps, like seems him. like they're going to go that direction with him and it's like he's good yeah he's yeah I he's really great like him. oh i th- also thought the kid from We're the Millers, the boy in that movie kind of looks like the Joker. I think he's in Maze Runner or mm-hmm. something else. I know who you're talking about, yeah. Um, he's just like a kind of creepy looking boy. <laughs> I can't think of his name. I don't know his name. I just know... Yeah, he's kind of creepy. 
It's got a weird looking face. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Joker. But on the topic of Gotham, I would rather see a Batman TV sh- series rather than a series of origin episodes for different villains. I think it would be... I don't know. I don't really care as much about the origin stories as I do about the stories going forward from when they're actually the villains and the heroes. Yeah. And... Um, on a related note, if DC is actually doing a bunch of spin-off movies that don't to- take place in the DCEU, is there any like comic book or anything you want to see adapted? Uh, Nightwing. That that's what I wrote yeah. down too. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, and, that would be cool. And I'd also want to see a Batman Beyond yes. movie with Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. Because he's supposed to be old man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah old man Batman. Well, he's old, and then Batman Beyond is like a kid that kind of takes on the role of Batman. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's old man Batman, and he gets, uh, like, a new new blood. Mm-hmm. Almost what they were, like, almost like how they're going with, uh, whatever his name is, Gordon Levitt. Joseph. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Like, when they kind of, like, passed it along to him, and they just kind of ended. That would be nice. Um, Do a Nightwing movie starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Cool. I'd see that. I, yeah, I'd see that. Yeah. Uh... I'm trying to think of other DC people that I would love to see. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing more films from Aquaman, but I'm cool with Jason Momoa, Mo- whatever yeah. his name is. <laughs> uh, Taking that role. Yeah, I wouldn't mind more CW TV series, you know? Yeah. So we have a Flash and Arrow if we get, you know, something else to jump in there into that whole Arrowverse. There's... Black Lightning's coming out this year, but apparently it's not in the Arrowverse. But it's a, based on a DC, so it's only a matter of time before they just yeah. make it part of like they did with Supergirl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna season two they'll just throw it in there. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like I think that would be more interesting. I think I would watch more of it if it was like that than Yeah, I like the series a lot more just because you get more time to develop these characters and learn their story rather than in two hour movie where it's over before you even really learn who these characters are. Yeah. Right. I was thinking about an Arrow movie. If they did, an Arrow cool. movie would really be cool. It would cool. be pretty that cool. Be but cool. if it has Stephen Amell, then it's almost basically like just an extended episode yeah. for me. Uh, it would have to be a new guy and a new like origin story and all that. Mm-hmm. Do the blonde goatee Arrow from the comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool. All right, that's all I got. Anybody else got news or anything they want to mention? Anything other DC movies? Otherwise, I'm just going to pull out some beer. You know what? I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with beer. I came here to drink. All right, let's drink. We already did the geek out. In beer. All right. For our in beer, I have a beer I got from this beer tasting I went to about a month or so ago. It was just a little tiny thing. I went at, to, at my uh, realtor's office. He put this thing together. And there was four different tables set up of different beers you can have. And this one is from Shannon Meyer. And I'll just tell you, he had three beers available. This was one of them. The other one was a Mosaic IPA. And I called it Hoppier Squatch because it tasted like hot squatch, but just slightly hoppier. And then he had a Raspberry Milkshake, which was amazing. Mm. It tasted... He had added raspberries and lactose to it, so it tasted like raspberry milkshake beer. Wow. And then there was this one, the Unspoken 
origins from the barrel project. I'll talk about that in a minute. I'll just run down the other tables. There was a different guy there. I did not catch his name. He wasn't super talkative. And he, all he had was a Hefeweizen, and it was called Hefeweizen, so <laughs> there wasn't anything really original about it. It, it tasted all right. It, wasn't, it just wasn't as good as this guy's stuff. And then there was another table, but there wasn't anybody. Whoever brought the beer wasn't there. And, but the guy pouring, his name was Dustin Elliott, and he was telling he's a home brewer too, and he was telling me that he makes this zombie dust clone that he thinks is even better than zombie dust. Whoa. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course he's gonna like it better. He made it, but yeah. <laughs> it's a biased opinion. He said he's gonna give me some. I just and he, g- he gave me his phone number, so I'm gonna try to get a hold of him and see if I can get some of it. Then at that table was a Nito IPA and it was kind of tropical. I think it had like pineapple and something else in it. And I th- think the Nito, because it was a northeastern IPA, so the N E and Nito was capitalized. And he had a mother's milk stout, which tasted like a coffee beer, which so I didn't really like it, but I th- you guys would have loved it. Yes, I would have. Yes. And yes. then Granite City had their own table there, and they brought the Northern and the Benny, and I had those two mixed together, and that was really good. And uh, Rick, he's the realtor that invited me, Northeastern Realty Group or whatever. He was going to every table and just mixing everything <laughs> to get, oh. He's like, oh, give me that milkshake in the mosaic one <laughs> or whatever. No. And he kept trying to have me try them, and I was like, stop Ew. mixing everything together. Just <laughs> drink them. <laughs> <You're> suicide? <laughs> He's like, no, but it's good. I was like, well, it was good. <laughs> I just wanted the beer. It just could have been really bad, though. <laughs> yeah. He was, so he was here? Okay, this is the barrel project, I said. Unspoken Origins, it's an American porter with wild blackberries aged in a bourbon barrel that was secondarily used for blackberry wine from the Two E's winery. Um, Give me all of it. It's it's hold on. It's good. There's a little blurb on here, but it wraps all the way around the bottle, so it's going to take me a second to read. <laughs> in a time not so long ago, in, actually, Keith, you read it. <laughs> You're better at it than I am. In a time not so long ago, in counties across Northeast Indiana, this saga began with a barrel and a vision. Homebrewers from three distinct organizations came together for a project with the determination to make a beer of epic proportions, far beyond the experience of any one of them individually. This is the fruit of that labor. A collaboration of brewers, financial backers, beer lovers, and hunters of the elusive wild blackberry. This phenomenal libation is the culmination of that marriage of minds, wine, bourbon, grains, blood, sweat, and tears, literally. Remember those wild blackberry hunters? If you are one of the fortunate few holding this sacred vessel in your hands, <laughs> consider yourself fortunate, my friend. You are in an exclusive group. Pour carefully, warm gently, and savor this elixir. While you enjoy this experience, you can dream gleefully of the next manifestation of the Barrow collaboration. But have patience. These things take time. Lots of time. <laughs> Cheers! That is a huge bottle to twist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's the contributing brewers, if I could say it right, are Eric Campbell, Tom Carpenter, Rob Coulter, Ken Daly, Eric Garrison, Jerry Glass, Irish Greenfield, Josh Hellcat, (laughs) Brian Humphreys, 
Adam Malarkey, Shannon Meyer, Rob Myers, Paul Moore, Joel Schwartz, and Paul V. And blackberries were painfully picked by the and provided by Aaron and Lisa Cage. But so each one of these guys made their own whatever this is at their house, and then they combined them all into the barrel. So each of them had their own little touch to it, and then they combined them into the the blackberry barrel. So they were all individually all different individually beers made. at first? Well, it's the same beer. The they same. all had the same recipe, and they all made it at their they house, at their and house. then they combined oh, their, their home brews into the barrel. Hmm. Okay, that's different. Um, and we mentioned they all part of these clubs for Poor Misfits, Huntington, Mash. Beer Collective, and Mash. Yeah. Cool. So I wonder if anybody did something different. Like just their own little, little touch. Yeah. yeah. About how to cook something a little bit longer. I mean, yeah, yeah, put your own little set a little bit different temperature. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then as I said, this was given to me by Shannon Meyer, and he's also teaming up with Tom Carpenter, and they're going to open a brewery in Fort Wayne called Two Toms Brewery. I don't know who the other Tom is, but (laughs) (laughs) so they want to do it out like on the Dupont North side of town, over there by the new, new, probably near that area. They, I know, because they were disappointed that everything in Fort Wayne, all the breweries are, like, so, downtown or south of that, basically. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. The, the, the bur- label's kind of boring. Just so much text. Yeah, I mean, it's just a sticker they did at Homebrew. It wasn't the, they can't yeah. sell it. It right. was just for them to yeah. have and give out to their friends. So, so. it's not... It's not, you're you're never going to see it on a shelf. Better you're never going to be able to buy it. That's not marketable, yeah. like, really yeah. at all. Yeah. So, well, if it picks up, I'm sure they'll, and start selling it, they'll come up with a better label. Well, mm-hmm. they can't sell hope. it. They don't have license to sell. They're only True. home brewers. Yeah. So, uh, there's nothing really to talk about with the, bur- the, no. the bottle. So we talked it's about the beer. But it's a dark. It's barrel-aged. Oh. <laughs> it's not <laughs> barrel-aged. Sorry, I smelled a little too early. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of red. If you hold it up that's to the light, blood, sweat, and tears. That's the blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. The blackberries, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, get it? Smells so good, it's though. very sweet. Yeah, you can kind of smell the wine, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm so ready to taste this. <laughs> I want to know what you guys think. Whoa. Hmm. Sour, at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sour with the barrel aged, so it's a double. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of hint of whiny. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's I like bad. it. Yeah, it's a little he- more heavy on the wine side mm-hmm. than the beer side. Yeah. That blackberry is really good. Yeah, it just kind of tastes like I'm drinking a wine. <laughs> that has a beer, half beer, half wine, I feel like. Yeah. Like just a poured it like together. A carbonated wine. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I think. I'm not drinking the entire bomber. No, I No, I don't think I could do that. Mm-hmm. It's. It, Tastes good. Not trying to say it doesn't taste good. <laughs> no. But it's not a preference, right? Like if it was on tap, you probably wouldn't get it. Right, maybe not. Maybe not. But if it was given to me, I probably would drink it. But well, I think if this was at two E's winery, I, I probably would get it. I would definitely get I would it. definitely get it. <clears throat> yeah. But competing against what, like forty other taps of beer, probably not. Mm-hmm. Right. Make this into a slushy. That would be good. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Got some ice in there. And a blender. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Maybe we can next time that we get a bottle of this, give it to the girls and force them to make a, <laughs> a wine episode yeah. using this. Yeah. I think Kayla would like this. I'm sure Sarah would wouldn't mind it. I think it's if too she strong in the barrel. If she could drink the barrel, <laughs> the barrel, yeah, they might throw throw them off. Because you can kind of taste the bourbon in there too. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bourbon beer with wine. <laughs> yeah, I think the front end taste Allison would like, but mm-hmm. anything else, I don't know. It's it's not terrible. I think it's a cool combination and mm-hmm. unique. It is. Uh, I tried looking this up on any of the sites we go to. Since it's a homebrew and not sold, it's yeah. going to be impossible to find. So there's not applicable scores for Beer Advocate, not applicable scores on Rape Beer. Is it on Untapped? Somebody, it's on Untapped. Somebody probably did tap it. On. If you search for Unspoken Origins, you'll find it. And you'll probably see some of the brewers in the pictures. You rated that pretty high, Seth. I like it. <laughs> Only 11 ratings. Yeah. It's probably all these guys. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> all of them plus you. <laughs> yep. A couple badges. Home brewed goodness. So I'm good with rating that one. I gave it a four out of five. I just like, it's something different, and I think it has a really good flavor. And I don't know, there's just nothing like it. And you can pick out all three of those things, the, the porter, the blackberry wine, and the bourbon barrel so what they were going for i think they hit it on the mark yeah they accomplished it (laughs) i give it a three uh it doesn't taste like a porter at all it just tastes like a bourbon barreled wine to me and that's on markets that's fine (laughs) but labeling it as a porter uh, i don't know right on the the first thing i taste is the porter I tasted the wine. I agree. With the blackberry. <laughs> Coming from porters. Yeah. <laughs> we enjoy it. I don't like porters, so There's I can't no pull it <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense. Pale, you? I give it a three and a half. I w- it's not a bad beer at all. I liked it. I just wouldn't prefer it uh, versus anything else that I, I like. But if you poured me a glass and said, this is what we're going to drink tonight, then I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> This will be it. This will yeah. be it. I like it. I'm right there with Pale, right in between you two, three and a half. <laughs> um, I agree with what Dustin said. Not really porter-like for me. The bourbon barrel strong, blackberry strong, but together, I, I don't know. It's it's unique, but not in the sense that I like it. Not but saying it's it. a bad beer. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. To be fair, I probably would drink an entire bomber of it. Right. <laughs> it might take me a while, but I probably would drink it. If you hand me another one of these, yeah, I'm going to drink it. Now, would I buy a bottle to support these guys? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I yeah, would. don't get me wrong. I would, yeah. too. Am I going to the liquor store and buying it? Probably not. I'm yeah. going over yeah. whatever they are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have it in front of them. Yeah, if that's at two Toms and they open up, yeah, I'd get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, based on the style of it, I wouldn't ever even look at it. But Right. For what it's trying to be, I think it tastes good. Yeah. Yeah. Moving along. Out beer. All right, for our out beer, we have Thirsty Trout Porter from Dark Horse Brewery. Thirsty Trout is a rich, robust American porter, dark brown in color with a medium to heavy body and hints of light roast. 
Aromas of chocolate leave way to full mouthfeel of somewhat sweet finish to make this porter a desirable companion. Thirsty Trout is a rich, robust American porter that will have you yelling, CHOCOLATE! <laughs> after the first whiff. Dark brown in cho- in color. Dark brown in chocolate. Dark brown <laughs> in color with medium body and hints of light roast. The aromas of chocolate cupcake lead the way to a sweet caramel and toffee body that finish beautifully with hops. Stay trout, my friends. <laughs> it's uh, ABV 7% and IBU 24. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's going to go down smooth. I think we've had Dark Horse before. Maybe. Out of Marshall, Michigan mm-hmm. brewery. So I won't go too much into them. We had them, like I mentioned. I don't remember how deep we went into having Dark Horse. I've had several Dark Horse that are, have all been really great. Yeah, I've had a, a few. Um, had a Raspberry Ale. <clears throat> was... Mm. <laughs> thinking about it right now, yeah. just peeping it up all over again. No, it was it was awesome. The raspberry ale was really good. And they're not that far from here, really. They're like maybe a two-hour drive. I don't know. Label seems fun. It's like the dark horse usual. Yeah. But then they have a like a ske- uh, trout skeleton. skeleton. Trout. That's really cool. And an egg. Is that an egg in the background? It looks like, like a cracked egg. egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of uh, a play on words because it says thirsty trout. We both know that fish don't get thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) This is what it it shows on Rate Beer. Yeah, that was their original one on this video. They had that, but this is their this is like their no new style of labels. They once they started promoting it outside Mm -hmm. of Michigan, all their labels get a new label. Pretty much like this. Yeah, they're like more cartoony looking. Logo up in the left, Mm -hmm. and the dark horse on the right, and then the beer name down at the bottom. It's all got that same font and same handwriting yep. and whatever. <clears throat> I like it. It's it's fun. It's nice color palette. Yeah, I wonder uh, how often that you can get this beer. Uh, they say it's winter availability. August, September, and October. Oh. In six-pack, and then Kegs. a sixth of a keg and a half a keg. Yeah, those are the specific sizes you can get for like your mini keg setups. Is this one of your donated beers? Yes, this is uh, one of many beers that was donated after we had the uh, Jeremiah Morrow. She <laughs> felt so bad and brought us like 15 beers to try. So, Well, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you, Hannah. Well, not thank you for the Jeremiah Morrow. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for the... Well, we had to get through the to get uh, a bunch more beers. So hopefully these are much better. All right. It's porter-colored. It's dark, no see-through, a little bit of red tint at the bottom if you mm-hmm. kind of look at the yep. bottom. Almost identical to the, the last beer. one. And it's got Except like minus the blackberry. Minus the blackberry. <laughs> I think it's got more foam on this one, but yeah. that other one might have been older. True. I don't know when they had barrel aged that one. The, uh, the smell is uh, like the last one as well, minus the blueberries or blackberries. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it has like that the portery, the portery chocolate smell. That smell. That's the smell. That's just the, the smell of the porters. It's a little bit fruity. The nose. Chocolatey, not fruity. Oh, you're, you're a little bit fruity. Maybe I didn't wash your glass. <laughs> yeah, you still got... Oh, maybe berries. you didn't. <laughs> no, I, I rinsed them all out. No, it's okay. I no, I rinsed his out. No. You, were, you were, like, turned away and no, walked out of the chocolate. kitchen, so I rinsed his glass out. But I only did it for a second. Um, so, okay, so it's a mix of fruit and chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use, like, soap. Chocolate covered fruit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tastes fantastic. A lot more portery. Yeah, chocolatey. Oh, yeah. 
That's Porter. Yeah. Heavy chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, Seth. You, you can almost taste You're it. You're going to hate it. You can almost <laughs> chew the chocolate. <laughs> has a bit of a chalky aftertaste. A little bit. Yeah, it's kind of got like that bitter coffee aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. I figured it'd have a lot of chocolate when I, they had it all in caps with an exclamation point, which is why I had to shout chocolate in the description. But yeah, it says dark chocolate, and dark chocolate's kind of bittery, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Beer Advocate is on here. It's really nice having things on Beer Advocate, because when I was working on my uh, other episodes, like, half the beers I was looking at didn't have Beer Advocate scores. Yeah. So it's nice <laughs> that this was on there. So it's listed as 86, <clears throat> which is very good on the Beer Advocate score. The bros, there's nothing. There's no samples or anything like that. Uh, beer stats, we have 425 ratings, 91 reviews. The average is 3.83. The standard deviation of 9.66 for team, of course. <laughs> so I'm on rate beer. And before I tell you what scores are, it says hints of black licorice, ale fruitiness, and the, molasses. The black licorice, I think, is... There was a... Unique taste in there. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't figure it out, but I think it's the black, the black licorice. licorice. I kind of taste that now. Yeah, that, that yeah. I read it, but it's got that fruitiness that you were looking the for. The fruit, okay. Whatever ale fruitiness tastes right. like. Maybe my glass was rinsed pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the overall is ninety, and the style is ninety-one with three hundred ninety-eight ratings, two hundred ten calories. Oh, don't tell me that. Of my <laughs> oh. Excuse me, my vomit. Oh. But we only have half bottles, so what is oh, that? True. 100, okay. 105? <laughs> 105 <laughs> calories. Five calories. Sign me up. So we're looking at maybe like 50, 60 calories. <laughs> yeah. What do we got for untapped? Untapped. Untapped. Uh, 12,000 ratings. 3.69. Have one friend. Uh, gave it a 3.75. There's nobody at this table, is it? No, it's... I don't think so. Somebody, I think, found me on Instagram. I don't have any friends that have it. <laughs> I don't have any friends. <laughs> so it's a dark chocolate taste, multi, dark fruits, as mentioned, hints mm-hmm. of char. Uh, finishes dry, char? roasty. Char. Charmander? Char- yeah. Charmander. <laughs> Does that mean it's like burnt? Maybe. Charred? Maybe. Speaking of Charmander, there was a little kid who won a big... Charmander stuffed animal at Cedar Point, mm. and he was running. He was walking through the rain with it. Oh. I was like, "No, what are you doing? If his tail <laughs> goes out, he'll die." <laughs> he'll die. Uh, and he just looked at me like he didn't know what I'm talking about. He doesn't. He's not a fan of Pokemon. <laughs> what is he? Five years old? What is this Pokemon? <laughs> Brian on Untap said, "Smooth porter, quite balanced, not too roasted, not too thin." Yeah, I. I would agree. I would agree with Brian. I like it. Dark chocolate roast malts. Dark chocolate roast. Oh, this is good. Yeah, I'm a fan. Smooth and not too carbonated. I could drink an entire six pack of this. Mm-hmm. You would not get tired of it. Seven <laughs> percent mm-hmm. ABV. It's not bad. It's in the middle. Not overly. Yeah. Alcoholy, like some of these darker coffee. Yeah. Chocolatey things can get like nine, nine and a half. Where you drink a six pack and then you're done for the evening. Right. <laughs> the yeah the, the like the levels of roasted nuts and coffee are lower than most stouts. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's more chocolatey and malty bitterness. Mm. <clears throat> Torn what I want to do here. This year, <laughs> I'm trying to be nicer. <laughs> <laughs> so my scores might be higher. <laughs> right. Well, I'll lead us off because this is a porter and I pray to the porter god to give it a four. <laughs> it tastes really good. But I don't like the the super smoky charred yeah. taste at the end. That's what I'm yeah. feeling. It's not super smooth. For having 24 IBUs, I mean, up front is smooth. It just kind of like... Mm-hmm. Mm, what's that aftertaste? Yeah. It's not a terrible aftertaste. It's just kind of like I ate a, a ham right out of the smoker. You know, <laughs> it's got like a I ate a cigarette taste. right out of the ground. Yeah. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a three and a half. I really like the upfront flavor. It, it's mm-hmm. just what you were saying, the after bitterness, smoky, kind of burnt flavor. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, I don't like coffee taste, and that's kind of what it tastes like coffee grounds to me. I gave it a 3.75. I liked it. What you guys said, the upfront taste was really good. I liked the, uh, yeah. the fruit tone or notes. And, but I didn't like the. Like cold coffee aftertaste, <laughs> and the black licorice. I wasn't a yeah, huge no, fan of that. Black licorice. On yeah, I don't. Own. I hate black licorice. I say I don't like black licorice, but I gave this a four as well with Dustin. It's up there in the porters. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the aftertaste. I like that smoky just a little bit because <laughs> I really like. I'm starting to like these smoky beers that are coming out. I, mean, I must have liked it a little bit too, giving yeah. it a four. <laughs> yeah, so. I was shaking my head. It's, it's not, not based on your score. It's based that I still gave it the lowest score. And that's what I love. We're not about mad this. at you, dude. It's the lowest. <laughs> Ratings are bullshit anyway. <laughs> so it's I don't know. Um, yeah, and just a bar repeating. It's good. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's, I drink it's good. A lot I wouldn't mind drinking a bottle of it here and there. Right. Dr. Strange Brew. All right, I brought Strange Brew this week. Very excited for this one. Um, I don't want to say anything else, otherwise <laughs> I think it'll give it away. So you guys are more than welcome to take a look take a at whiff, it. Take a look. It's clear cloudy, compared to the past yeah, year we've cloudy, had. Cloudy, yeah. cloudy, like light orange, yellow. I can't see mold. my finger on the other side. Yeah, We're looking through solo cups, but the clear ones, by the way. Right. I see a D. Oh, wait, that's my that's my name. <laughs> Sorry. It's a floating D. Uh, I thought little... you looked under the table. <laughs> <laughs> I see three Ds because I'm looking at myself. Three D. Uh, head is little to non-existent. There is some carbonation type to the head. Yeah, it kind of looks creamy head, yeah, creamy, like a porter. Like a cream ale type thing. Yeah, spicy. Ooh, jalapeno. <laughs> wow. That's all I smell right now is jalapeno. Yeah, it's pepper. I'm sure the taste is of... peppery. It's not jalapeno. Pepper? It's a pepper. It's like a... Um, Oh, it's like a, a you know like pickled type of yeah. pepper, just sitting in the vinegar juices like a pickled juice type of thing, but you know like peppery. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a jalapeno. Like maybe green pepper. I don't know. It smells like that three pepper one that we had. God, just it smells awful. I'm gonna hate this because <laughs> it smells like pickles and I hate those. I love pickles. <laughs> love peppers. I love peppers, but this kind of smells like. A pickling process. <laughs> <laughs> the pickling happens during the brewing. <laughs> I can't. I don't. I don't taste anything else. It's it, not spicy. 
No, it's not spicy. But I, I do taste, taste the, the flavor of pep- the, the pepper. Smell. I taste the smell. But I don't taste any like fruit or citrus. Mm. It, is there fruit or citrus in this? <laughs> <laughs> really hate this. <laughs> See, I love it. I like it too. Oh. I have had this before. Not with any of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It definitely is a pretty good beer. I just can't figure out what else is in it. Sweet relish IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Vlasic. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the 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 bird that comes bird. in. <laughs> <laughs> Have my pickle beer. The Shecklers or whatever. The local, local pickle, local pickles. I mean, if I don't have to smell it, I could pretty much drink it. I could smell this all day. I love it. I can't. To make my stomach churn. Mm-hmm. Taste. This is familiar. I gotta think, what does Keith love in life? <laughs> <laughs> Did he tell you guys where it's from, like brewery wise? Mm-hmm. No. I thought he was trying to give you a, a hint without telling me. Ooh, I ranked that pretty high. Time to go through all the Keith's beers and sort them <laughs> out rankings. No! It's kind of like a, a three pepper or a, yeah. a sweet pepper. There's a pepper. A specific Obviously. pepper. There's yeah, there's just one. Just one pepper. I taste it. I I know what it is, but I can't say it. Like I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, it's not a jalapeno. No, I don't think it's jalapeno. It's not a habanero. And it's not spicy at all. It's, it's not spicy enough unless they just covered it up with the beer. It's one of those green, red, or yellow peppers. <laughs> nope. Nope. I was so excited when I found this because it's not spicy. Obviously, you know it's not spicy, but it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be spicy? Every other one we've ever tried. So it is jalapeno. It's jalapeno. It is jalapeno. Wow. weird. What's there to cut it? Yeah, they must have taken all the seeds out of it. Yep. When it was served, when I went there, they had a jar of jalapenos. If you want it spicy, drop them in. Was this from that One Well place? You got it. (laughs) One Well Brewery. What? Dang. All right, might as well tell us, because I... This is from One Well Brewing. They finally started bottling their own. I went there. I mentioned this on the podcast. I know I have before. Yeah, it was like uh, when what, I went like there with for one the, the first birthday. Ten episodes, uh, two summers ago, not this past summer, but the summer before. And we walked in. It's just in this little strip mall. It's an awesome place. It reminds me of Summit City. They have uh, like board games galore there, and pinball machines and everything else. So yeah. It's, I posted really some pictures cool on Instagram when you were yep. there. So we were there at the beginning of this whole thing. It was like, yeah, if you go back to the beginning of our Instagram when we started this. And uh, when Hannah, when she was there, she goes, oh, I'm at One Well Brewing. And they, they're selling bombers. I'm like, oh, do they have the jalapeno beer? <laughs> yes, they do. I'm like, buy me one. Yeah. Oh, I was so excited for this. Because when this was our last stop of the night, I drank several pints <laughs> of this. I'm like, it's not spicy. I love the flavor of jalapeno, but I hate the spice. Oh. So, I miss the spice. I think I like spicy stuff. I would. You like the spice? I would like the spice. See, for actually, me, for me, this is like super high. I, lo- I love the flavor, but the I, flavor. I prefer some oh, spice. I love the flavor. Yeah, spice would be nice. Spice would be, spice would be nice. <laughs> what I is, almost uh, got some jalapenos. So I was gonna chop them up. Couldn't really find it on. It's one well brewing. Yeah. Is there a name for the? Yes, it is called Exalpa. 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 <laughs> Alright, I saw that one. I just wasn't sure. Yes. It says, This delicious recipe combines the flavors of opener and American-style blonde ale infused with a fresh, when fre- with fresh jalapenos. 
The nose and flavor of Exalpa lets you know that you're drinking a jalapeno beer, but the lack of intense spice makes this pepper beer unique and very sessionable. Yeah. So you could drink a yeah. lot of it without It is easier to burning drink your stomach. without the spice. That's why I liked how they had it with a little jar of jalapenos. You can put one or two in just to whatever spice you want. Yeah, you can add your own level. seeds or whatever Sweet. and make it super uh, spicy. Beer Advocate, 84. Good. No pro score. Um, it says rotating availability. I don't have the ABV on here. Did you say what the ABV was? Seven. ABV nope. is 5.2%. Five. Okay. Uh, we have a 3.66 average on that. And we have the bottle, right? Yep. I was just trying to... I looked it up on Beer Advocate to see the bottle, but we have the bottle here. I like the triple X. Triple X. It's just black and white label. Yeah, like I said, it was pretty simple because they weren't selling these when I was yeah, there last time. Yeah, they hand do it all themselves like they do at Summit City. Yeah, where they that would be my guess that within the past it, year they started doing that. this. Mm-hmm. Nothing really special about it. Uh-uh. I like it better than Summit City's bottle. Yeah, Summit <laughs> City is just like a gold sticker with yeah. words stamped onto it. So are they bottling now, Summit City? Not to get off topic. Yeah, they are. Saf and I had... They uh, do like one a week or so. Oh, or every couple of weeks they'll release like two or three. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Did we... No, we just haven't released that. We recorded... Before. Well, we had one and we recorded... Had recorded and we just... We're going to splice it into a future episode. Because it's we just like a 15-minute talk <laughs> where we tried one... Oh, okay. Bo- we bought a bottle and took it to my house and drank it and recorded, but... So I'm like, hey, let's just record we this. We could throw it in on a future yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, bottles, sleek. Yeah, it's, it's so, fine. Yeah. Nothing fancy. I like their like little one well brewing logo, and the handcrafted XXX. Yeah, and it. Th- I mean, they have more information on the side than they do at Summit City. Summit City yeah. is just a sticker, where you can like learn about the brewery and stuff on this label. Actually, there's not a whole lot. Just they produce handcrafted beers. They're from Kalamazoo, Michigan, by the way. We oh, may like have Cal- to yeah. repost um, some of those pictures because I think yeah. one is of the actual one I had on draft there. We could post that again. Um, it's a really cool place. I loved it. The label looks handmade because they, like, bolted the yeah. label into the bottle, and then they... <laughs> it does look yeah. like that. The brewing sign is, like, out of wood and, and screws. Nice. What do we got for rate beers type stuff? Nothing. Nothing. No scores. Two ratings. Gotcha. But no score overall. Untapped. I had that pulled up here. Uh, 3.77 out of 1,900 ratings. That's interesting. I just saw one down here a little bit. It's called Bloody Exalpa. Exalpa. I wonder what that is. Oh, it's a Bloody Mary mix. Ooh. Yes. Ah, that would be delicious. No, I'm not a I think Bloody Mary. I read somewhere that this is named after the city in Mexico where the jalapeno or something. Yeah. I can't seem sense. to find that now, but I read that somewhere. I love all their names of their beers. Like they have a root beer float stout that is amazing. They didn't they weren't bottling that one. I told her to try to find <laughs> that one, but they don't have that one. Waffy. I love Zeus's sexual appetite. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Zeus's sexual appetite. Yeah, I saw that one on there. Yeah. You know. It's an awesome place. Yeah. I'd love to go back. For the initial like disgusting smell. It's actually it turned out to be decent. 
And the more I, dr I don't notice the smell anymore. I still have a. I, I must have got used to it, but I don't really smell it that much anymore. Mm -hmm. I was hesitant to share this with you. I just wanted to open that and just chug the bomber. Chug, chug, chug. Like, oh, I miss this beer. Right. So, I mean, I checked it in. We don't check ins, but I checked it in just so we can have it. Uh, personally, based off the smell, I probably wouldn't keep it. If, I mean, if it's just literally here, smell this, I probably would just say no thanks and walk yeah. away. But having it in front of me and tasting it, I would probably keep it. I'm not buying another one. But I'm going back and trying other ones. Yeah. And maybe trying the Bloody Mary the one. The Bloody Mary one probably would be pretty good. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's it's not terrible enough for me to pour down the drain. I would keep it, but I would prefer some spice. I'm kind of a spicy guy. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> a spicy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I would buy it, though. Just because, knowing now what it is like, probably wouldn't buy it, but I would try other things. If you were at the brewery and they had the seeds and stuff in front of you, would you buy it and put the... I would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would. Yeah, yeah I would definitely do that. I would this time around because I yeah. know what it tastes like yeah. without. But yeah, I'd definitely try it with a few seeds. Or if I bought a bottle, nice. I would have a jalapeno on the side. Yeah. Or, uh, oh, like, I would probably cut it and drop it in. Yeah. yeah. Like a little lemon wedge or orange wedge. <laughs> jalapeno, jalapeno wedge. Jalapeno <laughs> wedge. <laughs> I really like it. I'm keeping it. And I'd, I'd get it again. I wish it was a little spicier, but I like that they have, that yeah. you can add your own spice. And it doesn't turn away the people that don't like spice. Like me. That's why yeah. I love it, because I'm not a big fan of the spice. So if ever you guys would pour it out, I would drink <laughs> it all out of your fridges out. before you <laughs> pour, pour it, it out. down the sink and your mouth is in the sink ah. catching it. <laughs> yep. But just keep yeah. scooping it back out was, into his bottle. It was one of my favorites uh, when I went to this place, so I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Sorry, it's not spicy, but <laughs> I like that you can build your own spice. Yeah, that's nice. So I, I could happy. enjoy this too. I was happy without the the spice. It tasted fine. It, just I, I had, it does have a good flavor. Yeah, and I, I like this. No, because we had one at Brewhaven last that year. The home was brewers, hard to drink. And I was like crying because mm -hmm, that was yeah, too much. So it, spicy. Yeah. So there is there is a limit to the spice. Yeah. You have to be careful. Awesome. Well, glad to be back, guys. Yeah, nice. This is great. A little reunion. Mm -hmm. Felt pretty good. We'll have to do this again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Should make it happen. <laughs> yeah, and maybe next time I can bring beers home. Yeah, uh, from would... home. Here, get some Indiana. Get some indie beers. Indie beers. Yeah. Indie uh, beers. My next stop, I think, is going to be Metazoa. Ooh. I like Metazoa. Uh, it's going to be. Then. I think Danny Boy is next on my list, and then Metazoa. I have like ten breweries in queue to make episodes for. Yeah, I talked about Metazoa on one of our early episodes. Yeah, so I want to go to it because I was listening to. Uh, one of the earlier episodes of the uh, what's Matt's main podcast? Indiana on Tap. Yeah, Indiana on Tap. Yeah. So when it was the original guys, they actually talked about Metazoa when they went through their change. So yeah, I definitely want, I'm going to check them out for sure. Because they're only been around like, like three years, maybe mm -hmm. two or three years. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. Bringing some beers home. We're back here. We can make some you know good solid episodes. Oh yeah. Because uh, there's plenty of Indianapolis beers that I can oh, bring back. We'll here. never run out. 50, 60, 70. A new one every couple mm -hmm. of weeks. Yeah, pretty excited about <laughs> that. So, uh, yeah. I think uh, this is a pretty good show, guys. Very good. Yeah. Great job, guys. I think I'll good take job. this out. <laughs> oh, yeah, keep doing it. <laughs>
You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and updates on DrinkInGeekOut.us. You can subscribe by clicking on the links on our website or by searching Drink In Geek Out on iTunes or Google Play Store. To suggest a beer for us to review, you can email us at drinkingeekout at gmail.com or tweet us using the hashtag drinkingeekout. And if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Thanks for listening, and until next time, drink up and geek out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.